Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Decal Download Podcast. We're your source for the latest news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. I'm Reg Griffin. We so appreciate you joining us this week and every week. You can always find us at decal.ga.gov or on social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Well, today it's another one of our Day in the Life features where we learn more about a member of our DECAL team and what they do for Georgia's youngest learners and their families. Commissioner, today we're talking to the manager behind the power payments, a big initiative both last year and this year here at DECAL. And for those who might not know, can you explain the idea behind power payments? Absolutely. So um, as you as we all know, um, child care teachers and pre-K teachers and all the staff that work in all the child care classrooms and programs and pre-K classrooms and programs are the hardest workers we know. We think they are the most important educators um, in the field because of what we know about brain development. But we also know during the pandemic, they have been going through circumstances uh, that they never expected. And so we wanted to reward them. Uh, with a $1,000 one-time payment, which we call POWER, which I know Abby will talk more about what that means. It's a great acronym. And so we did one payment, one round of payments uh, in the summer of 2021, which was about $37 million. And we, we are committed to two more payments. So that means that if you're still in the field from summer of 2021 to summer of 2022, you will receive $3,000 from DECAL really as a recognition and a thank you for all your hard work, but also we hope that you'll stay in the field uh, because we know that uh, these early learning teachers are so important. So three power payments, we just wrapped up round number two. Right. And when is three coming? I think that'll be around May or June of 2022. Okay. Well, you can imagine as manager uh, of the power payments, Abby Mozo is a popular person all around the world, but especially across the state of Georgia. And so we thought today we would spend a day in the life of Abby Mozo, manager for the power payments here at DECAL. Abby, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back. We were just talking before we started recording. You were with us on the only the 12th episode of DECAL Download ever, and it yes. was on customer service. Do you remember? Yes, I do. I remember walking over actually to the CAPS building and recording that podcast in that building. So yes, I remember when it just barely came out. Yeah. Right. And um, where were you at that time? What were you, what position did you hold? Um, at that time, I was working with Georgia PDS. Um, I was um, hired as a call uh, rep representative that was bilingual to help, you know, the Hispanic community that didn't know how to communicate in English. So let's not uh, belittle or ignore the point that because you were asked to be on a podcast about customer service says something about you. Yes, that, absolutely. <laughs> that's a real compliment that uh, that they ask you to do that. So so uh, we're going to kind of spend a day in your life um, today. And before we kind of start your day officially, we'd love to hear more about your background. Where are you from um, where did you grow up? How did you decide on a career in early childhood education? 
Yeah, so I'm actually from Acapulco, Guerrero, Mexico. Wait, uh, could you say that again? I just like the sound of it. Yeah. It's Acapulco, Guerrero, Mexico. Oh, I wish so I could I'm do that. Sure you guys have gone on vacation to Acapulco. If you haven't already, it's a beautiful place to go on vacation in Mexico. Um, I was raised actually here in Duluth, Georgia, um, from the age of three when my parents decided to come over to the United States. Um, and actually how I decided to come into early childhood education is pretty interesting. Um, when I was in high school, I got the privilege to attend um, technical college courses on my last two years of high school. So my junior year and my senior year, since I was doing very good um, in my academics, they allowed me to attend just two regular classes in the high school and then go to a technical college so I can um, learn about any profession that I like. Um, during that time, I actually had picked cosmetology. Um, mm -hmm. And when I reached um, the college, we got off the bus. And I remember that they exactly, um, the early childhood education teacher was outside of her classroom. And she was like, oh, come on in. This is the classroom that you're going to be in. And I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> cosmetology, but thank you for the offer. I will consider it. You know, if anything happens, I go to my cosmetology classroom. The teacher tells me that they're absolutely full, that I have the choice between going back to the high school and just taking regular, you know, classes, or I could pick a different trait. So I decided, well, I mean, I'm already here, might as well take advantage of what was given to me. So I walked myself back to that classroom where that teacher was standing. And I told her, hey, um, if there's still a room available, I would like to join your class. And that's where my passion for early childhood started, just being in, in that course, learning about, you know, what all it comes with. Yeah, that's one of those fate steps in kind of moments, don't you think? Mm -hmm. I hear you were full on committed to cosmetology and, and someone reaches out to you. Usually those classrooms look pretty cool too, though, because they've got the playground and it, it's usually like an operating childcare yeah. program in a lot of cases. Um, so you joined DECAL in 2018 doing, doing what? Um, in 2018, I joined DECAL in the Georgia PDS department okay. as a professional learning system call representative. Um, I thought, you know, it was just going to be a couple of calls translating, you know, um, trying to helping people out. But no, little did I know it came with a lot more to it. Um, I had the passion to learn um, just everything that was available for teachers, not just teachers, but trainers. Now that PDS has grown over the years, I have seen it grown so much and I have been able to assist them with their growth you know, and developing training materials, user documentation, helping out in the background with user acceptance testing, just making sure that the system is working correctly for any user that's coming to utilize Georgia PDS. Um, during the pandemic, I got the opportunity to translate throughout different departments in the agency um, because we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't have, you know, people that know how to translate in Spanish. And during that time, during the beginning of the pandemic, that was what was needed um, for all of um, the teachers around the state. So I got a chance to do that as well, translating. Um, 
I also got to plant the seed to have trainings in Spanish available for our users as well. So currently, um, PDS has 25 trainings available in Spanish. And I got the chance to be able to, you know, push this initiative forward and get them these resources that they really need. That's fantastic. And, you know, if you want to know how many people Abby and the Georgia PDS team uh, are working with, and this number is pretty impressive, active registrants on the Georgia PDS system are 114,569. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Total, when you look at uh, everybody inactive and, and all of that, it's like 100, over 150,000. So uh, you interact with a lot of people um, on, a, on a regular basis. And you were also a preschool teacher with the uh, Primrose Schools in Peachtree Corners and Lawrenceville at one time. Yes. Well, I, I was actually an infant teacher, a toddler teacher, and a preschool teacher um, at different Primrose locations. Um, that's actually where I continued you know, my career of early childhood education. Then I had my son and I was just kind of like, okay, maybe this is the time to take a little break. I took a break, but some way, somehow the universe brought me to decal. And, <laughs> you know, I'm here now and the rest is history. <laughs> that's great. Well, um, that's quite a story <laughs> um, and a path to decal. We're glad you're here because today you are the manager for the power payment. So tell us about that role and your responsibilities and who was on your team. Um, yeah, so that role, when Christy and Barb, my managers, came to me with that role, I was, I didn't know what to expect. I was very eager to find out. I didn't know what I was signing myself up for, <laughs> let's be quite frank, but I enjoy, I love working. Um, my team just consists of um, the power processors. I, we have around 17 processors right now helping us with this project, Um my daily roles is just making sure that, you know, they're meeting the agency guidelines, making sure that, um, you know, they're reviewing all the documents that, you know, all these individuals are submitting to us correctly, just making sure that the system and the actual application is functioning correctly as well. Um, and just, just, you know, taking care of the day ins and day outs of power, handling calls and emails, you know, and sometimes, unfortunately, delivering that sad news that they're not eligible for payment, you know, but we also get those users where I have to call them and tell them, Hey, you're eligible for payment. And they get so happy. And, you know, they just thank me over and over on the phone and it just warms my heart that I'm able to help, you know, someone. The ultimate good news, bad news situation. <laughs> you have yeah. to make both calls. So in this role, Abby, are you headquarters based, home based or mobile? Um, I'm actually both. Uh, <laughs> I have to go to headquarters whenever we have any new temps coming in. And if we have to hire any additional staff, I would have to go into the building just to train them. Once we're done with training, I come back home and my position is remote. Okay. And what part of town do you live in? I say in between Tequila and Lawrenceville. <laughs> okay, great. Yes. So Abby, take us through your work day. What time do you get up? Um, are there things that you do from home first? It sounds like you're always at home unless you're coming up to, you know, train some new power uh, mm -hmm. professionals and processors. 
how late does your day normally go? And is this their job? Is this a job where you're taking work home with you? Or I guess maybe working after your your, your clocking out time? Um, well, my typical day begins at 6.30 a.m. Um, get up, get my son ready to go to school, which I love. You know, I have the opportunity now to sit down and have breakfast with him and actually, you know, form a good uh, bond and make sure that he's communicating well with us, making sure that we're meeting his needs as well. So I love that, you know, having the opportunity to work from home. So usually around 6.30, my uh, work shift doesn't begin until eight o'clock. So, you know, try to do some couple things around the house, but I love just the flexibility that we have to work from home. Um, you know, um, my day typically runs maybe 6.30 or 5.30, just depending on the workload. You know, sometimes some providers call after hours. So, you know, I try to work with them with their schedules as well. And I try to stay as late as possible just so I can make sure that they're getting what they need. Um, now, I do have a little bit of a hard time disconnecting from work <laughs> because sometimes throughout the day, I'm like, having these ideas and I'm like oh well my computer is there let me just jump back in and do something really quickly and then just you know I have to remind myself well you're not in working hours you have to you learn how to you know separate work and home so you know that's something that I'm still working on but I'm getting better <laughs> day by day. We could almost draft you for the communications department because we're just as guilty of that at, at all hours of the day and night, I guess. Well, um, Abby, just as COVID and the pandemic were unprecedented, we've never done power payments before in the history of the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. What were some of the challenges for you guys as you sort of put this idea together? Well, well, where do I start? <laughs> there were a lot of challenges, of course, you know, mainly it was just how can we develop an application that we're going to be able to collect all of the information that we need. Um, and at the same time, meet all of the regulation and guidelines that were set for this project, um, just making sure that we weren't asking for too much information or too little information, uh, making sure that we were collecting the correct information and just making sure that everything that was that we were asking for made sense and we were communicating with you know everyone what was needed for you know this payment <laughs> mm -hmm. and just making sure that we that everybody throughout the whole state knew about this payment because we found out um, later on in round one that not everybody was aware so for round two, we made it a goal to make sure that we reach out to as many people as possible, as many times as we could, just to make sure that every teacher that was eligible for this payment was able to receive a payment. Well, how do you think we've responded as an agency in assisting childcare through this challenging time? Have you heard back from any childcare teachers or staff members on how they're using their money? Um, yeah, I actually have. Um, I feel like as an agency, we responded very well. Um, this is something that I feel like it was needed for childcare workers because they don't get paid a lot of money, you know, because as myself, I was a teacher and I remember getting their salary as well. And it's not a lot. So I feel like this program 
is something good for them. A lot of them, when they're calling, you know, they're telling me they're using their money to go on vacation, buy supplies for um, their children in the classroom, uh, paying for surgeries that they needed. Some teachers have shared with me, you know, personal stuff that they use their money, like cutting their lights back on in their home, just, you know, paying just an extra bill. This money is helping them out, you know, tremendously. So it just warms my heart that I'm able to just help everybody that needs help during this difficult time right now. And again, we want to remind folks we've had two rounds of power of payments for the child care workforce in Georgia, but we're not done yet. And uh, Commissioner, again, going to turn to you and say round three is coming up this spring. Why, do you, why was that important to you and our, our team? You know, we received um, a great deal of uh, federal dollars um, directly to DECAL to do exactly what we're doing with power payments and supporting the workforce and hoping to re- recruit and retain them with this. And so we're going to do as much as we possibly can. And so we've committed to uh, doing a third round, which, you know, if you add it all up, we think we'll spend over $100 million on the workforce. And I think that's quite an investment. Um, and I hope they they uh, feel like they're being really valued as the important teachers that they are in these early learners in Georgia. Right. Um, Abby, is there a common question that you get a lot that maybe I know you've got answers for most of these questions in terms of the, the folks that are calling in. But uh, have you been stumped at all? Well, the the most common question we get is, where's my money? (laughs) That's the top question we always get, you know, and I try to tell them, you know, just to remain patient, to have patience with us, not only because they turned in an application to us and we have that application means that we're going to get to the application immediately. Um, They also have to understand that we only have 17 processors processing applications. So they're trying to process applications as quickly as they can, but also make sure that we're collecting the correct things that we need from them as well. Um, But just asking them to be patient with us. We promise you we want to pay you. We're not trying to keep any of the money. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to pay as many teachers as we can that are eligible for this money because I know they really, really, really need this money right now. Hmm. Well, we do have a couple sentences we would like for you to complete for us, Abby. And the first one is the highlight of my day is fill in the blank. Well, on a personal level, my highlight of my day is just going to my child's bus stop and just watching him come off the bus um, with a big smile on his face, you know, just the happiness that he sees that I'm there able to pick him up from school, you know, and just spend time with him, you know, because my job allows me to do that. Um, On a work level, I just, the highlight of my day is just being able to help someone um, solve any issue um, that they might have, because even though I'm working with power, I also still help out Georgia PDS. I help out different departments. So I'm speaking to different people throughout the day, helping them with different things, you know, that they may need help with, whether it be translation, whether it be, you know, just anything in general, you know, it just brings me joy that I'm able to assist them, you know, with that. Yeah. So the most challenging part of my day is, um, the most challenging part of my day is being that person to give horrible news to someone and make them upset. <laughs> that is the most challenging part of my day because I don't want to be that person that has to make that call and just, you know, give them bad news. But unfortunately, sometimes it has to get done. So <laughs> I'm sure you do it so kindly. 
I try to. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Okay, next one. I could never get my job done without help from blank. Um, without help from my processors and from out help of my uh, management team. Um, both Christy and Barb have done an amazing job supporting me throughout, you know, this new journey and, you know, helping me just develop in my own career path. Great. Okay. This is a great question. My favorite comfort food is. Oh my goodness. I have <laughs> so many, but my top one would be wings with blue cheese. Oh, that sounds mm. good. That sounds mm-hmm. good. I like that too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> We're recording in the morning. That sounds good right now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it really does. Wings and blue cheese anytime. I like ranch yeah. too. I'll go ranch if, if you don't have blue cheese. So Abby, this question, if you weren't in early child care and education, what do you think you would be doing? Would we be coming to you for cosmetology at this point? I think so. I think you would. Um, I think I would honestly be doing something in cosmetology, whether it be Uh, lash related or nail related just something in that field but I feel like you would be coming to me for something about that (laughs) (laughs) if only that class was not full (laughs) I know I know so during the pandemic we were all stuck at home and many of us indulged in a little uh binge watching on tv do you have a favorite guilty pleasure when it comes to tv oh yes I have a lot (laughs) (laughs) well give us a few give us a few we're always looking for ideas (laughs) Well, I enjoy watching 90 Day Fiance. Mm. The other way, anyway, I, I just I just think it's funny um, just seeing their love stories develop on national TV and all the crazy things that people do for love. Um, I also like watching Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, um, The Rookie. Um, I was very into um, Handmaid's Tale. That was actually my favorite show that I watched so far. Um, but just, those are just a couple. Okay. okay. Uh, any hobbies? Um, yeah, I actually like baking. I enjoy inner design. Um, I actually change the set, um, the decor in my home, depending on the season that it is. Um, my husband calls me crazy because I have buckets of different decor in storage. And he's like, you don't need any more, but that's okay. (laughs) I got into um, gardening during the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Uh, my old manager gave me a little plant um, that I started planting in the decal office. Um, I left it in the office during the pandemic. It kind of dried out. And um, I once I returned back into the office for the power uh, project, I brought it home with me and it has actually grown so much. So nice. much. So I enjoy gardening now as well. <laughs> Brought it back to life. Yes. Everything again and doing well. So, Abby, with a new year now well underway, uh, what are your hopes for your position and your division here at DECAL as we move into 2022? Um, well, my hopes for my division is that we just continue to expand more opportunities for all of um, the teachers and the Hispanic community just to make sure that they're able to, cur- um, to reach their own career goals and their career paths that they have set for themselves. Um, and for me, for myself, for my position, I just hope that, you know, I can be continue to allow just to make an impact in all the lives of the teachers and just any user that contacts me and, you know, I'm able to assist with. Well, if anyone would like to contact you, Abby, what is the best way to do that? Um, the best way that they can contact me is via email. 
um, they can send an email to supplementalpayments at decal.ga.gov. So that um, email is supplementalpayments at decal.ga.gov. That's the best way that they can get in contact with me. Lots of folks <laughs> love talking to Abby. So that's your email there to get her uh, in the best way. Well, Abby, thanks so much for all you've done above and beyond in 2020 and 2021 through the Power Program. Hopefully, uh, we'll gradually move back into the new normal and you can do what you were doing before. Um, and and uh, But this has been great work, very important. And uh, thanks for being part of our Day in the Life feature. It's been great getting to know you better. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Now, what are your questions for Commissioner Jacobs? Let's go to the water cooler. Hi, I'm Jada, and I work in the CAPS division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, has the Senate approved the $5,000 raise? And if so, when will it be received? Thank you. Uh, hey, Jada, thanks for your question. So, um, yes, the Senate has approved the $5,000 cost of living adjustment for state employees. Uh, now it has to go to the governor's desk for him to sign it. Uh, and we will get communication out as soon as we possibly can, as soon as we receive communication on exactly how to uh, deliver that to our employees. Uh, we are hearing that it should be effective and we should be able to do that by April 1st. But again, we've got to wait for the governor to sign it, which he said he will. Uh, and then we will, we will wait for news on the FY20 three budget that has not been decided on. So a few moving pieces, but I do think by April, we will have a final announcement that we can send to everyone. You've listened to the podcast. Now your chance at winning a nice prize in the decal download quiz. We'll draw one name from all the correct answers we receive. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. All we're looking for is the answer to this question. What did Abby say she's been binge-watching on TV? What did Abby say she's been binge-watching on TV? If you can answer that correctly, we'll draw your name for a nice prize from the Alliance Theater, Booth Western Art Museum in Cartersville, Chick-fil-A, Georgia Lottery, The School Box, Shake Shack, and Stars and Strikes Get Away and Play. Again, what did Abby say she's been binge-watching on TV? Thanks for playing, and good luck. Thanks for listening to the Decal Download Podcast. The Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning improves outcomes for children and families by strengthening early learning experiences in partnership with early education programs, professionals, stakeholders, families, and communities. Their vision is that every child in Georgia will have equal access to high-quality early care and education. For more information, visit their website at decal.ga.gov. Join the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs. Jacobs.